And we're back, one and all, with another edition of Female Footy Focus, presented to you by Deakin University. Well, last week, I said we wouldn't be back this week, but we are following another intriguing weekend of women's footy action in the eastern suburbs. Once more, we'll be dissecting all the results from the past weekend, plus look ahead to the next round of action. We'll also chat with Montreux senior women's coach, Shalette Baker, following the Demons' first win of their 2022 campaign. I'm Josh Ward. Joining me today, we've got a shorter panel, to say the least. It's just a two-man crew today. Got Will Faulkner. You would have heard his voice in the last two, in the last couple EFNL Eastland match of the rounds. He's back doing all things women's footy on the Female Footy Focus podcast. And Will, it's a pleasure to have you back on, mate. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to dissecting, uh, as you said, definitely another intriguing week of women's footy. Um, plenty of results to go over, so... Um, very keen to get stuck in as always. Well, let's get stuck in now. The, we'll go to Premier Division first up, of course, and Premier A. And well, the first game we'll talk about out at Jong Park, the return to footy out there. And it was a very close affair between South Croydon and Mount Evelyn once more. And the Bulldogs, they got up by 1.5, 40 to 6, 3, 39. Inaccurate kicking from them, but they still managed to get the win, you know. Well, this is their their second close res- close game against Mount Evelyn, and their second win against them again. Well, and against one of the top sides of Premier Division, they must be pretty happy that they got away with the win. Yeah, absolutely, they should be. Um, they got off to a fast start in comparison to Mount Evelyn, and then sort of slowed up during the second quarter. Mount Evelyn caught up back, and then they got broke away in the third quarter, and um. Each kicked a few goals in the last quarter, but I think um, Mount Evelyn came home quite strong, kicking three goals in the last after a scoreless third quarter. So it was a very a game of ebbs and flows. Um, both teams having the momentum, but the dogs they got up just, which is um, yeah, it can define your season whether you whether or not you win the close ones, and that's another one they can put uh, up against their name. And, you know, for Mount Evelyn as well, they'll be sort of licking their wounds. You think, given. You know, they had less scoring shots, but they still went down by the one point and they would have wanted to, you know, potentially taken taken this victory from the Bulldogs' grass despite, you know, them having six more scoring shots from, for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think with Mount Evelyn, it's a really, it's an encouraging sign. I know they go home or they went home on Saturdays, um, not with the, the four points, but um, they made, you could say, probably looking at the scorecard, the most of their opportunities. Um, so that's what keeps um, you in it against the good teams. And they got tested by a, a pretty good Croydon, um, South Croydon outfit. Um, on the contrary, South Croydon, they'll probably be thinking we got away with one here. Um, you don't want too many games like that where you've had six more scoring shots uh, than your opposition and only one by one point. So there's definitely um, things to work on down there. And Mount Evelyn is probably the one that, um, you know, they nearly got over the line with. Yeah, and the next game was the final game in Premier A out at Belgrave South Recreation Reserve, SBL Wolves and, and Vermont facing against each other. You know, one of the top sides, the real con- challenger to the Eastern Devils versus the bottom side of the competition. And well, the Vermont, Vermont they got a very comfortable win, uh, 12-13-85 to, to 4-3-27. You know, the Wolves will be a bit disappointed by this will given you know they they've been 
comfortably defeated the last couple of weeks, but against, you know, sides like Mount Evelyn and Eastern Devils who thumped them the week before. But they would have wanted to get maybe a little bit close to Vermont, but they didn't in the end. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a strange one. Just looking at the ladder now, um, the Wolves, they've been um, not too bad on the offense this year. They've scored only um, eight points less than Vermont the whole season, yet they've been blown out by a 10 goal um, in a 10 goal margin. So it's quite strange in that aspect of it. Offensively, they seem to be quite similar teams on paper, but clearly there's defensive issues down at um, the walls, which you want to be rectified soon. Yeah, you definitely would. But yeah, they, they are conceding the most points this season, 422. The next best mm. Vermont as well, they're conceding 284. So they'll need to fix that up Come the, come the end of the season, if they are to, you know, make finals, it is a top four, of course, in Premier Division. So they're a game behind Mount Evelyn, but they'll need to pick up the pace if they are to make finals. We'll move along now to Premier B and, well, some very comfortable wins in, in that division this past weekend. The one out of Tormor Reserve between the Basin and Baronia, of course, mentioned last week, it was the Basin's home game, just to confuse everyone. And, well, the Basin picked up the win, 7-3-45 to 1-6-12. Uh, they lost to them earlier in the year at Batherham Reserve, Will, and, well, this is a, a nice form of revenge for them and shows how much they've improved. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now it's season at the top of the table in what's a very a very tight top three between the Basin, the Whitehorse Pioneers, and Don Vale. Um, definitely a win. You want to get back uh, losing to a side early in the year and, um, obviously, in, in the forward line, Julie Baker was a star. She kicked four um, for the Basin. So it's good to see um, her being a, a well-used target up forward. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, coming away with a six-goal win, um, yeah, 33 points. Can't really argue with that. Yeah, and, you know, for a Baronia perspective, they would have liked to, to have gotten a win here. You know, they only just go down to... Whitehorse Pioneers, yeah, they've gone comfortably defeated the week before, but it's it's a bit of disappointment for the Hawks. So, yeah, they would have come into this game thinking they could win, but, yeah, the Basin's firepower was just too strong. You know, it kept them scoreless for the second and the fourth term. Clearly, there was a bit of a win down at Tormor, mm. and they took full advantage of that, did the Bears, uh, and, yeah, Julia Baker, she's just such a star of this competition. And, Monica Vantelberg was named best on for the Bays and for Baronia. It was Stephanie Phillips who was named best on for them. Uh, the next match we'll talk about was the match between Donvale and the Whitehorse Pioneers, first versus third heading into this round. And, well, Donvale defeated them earlier this year, and they did the same here out of Donvale Reserve, 7-5-47 to 4-4-28. Uh, they've got a bit of a number on them the Magpies on the Pioneers, and that might be handy come finals time for them. Absolutely. I was going to say the exact same thing, Josh. I think, you know, they're a team that they're going to most likely come up against later in the season, um, you know, when points are no longer the issue. Um, it's just about the winning the games in front of you. And they managed to do that again this week, and uh, a 19-point margin is, is quite comfortable. Uh, comfortable enough, I think, um, that you'd say, yep, yeah, we've probably got the the wood over the Whitehorse Pioneers so far from a Dondale perspective. But um, I guess, you know, a glass half full type look for the Whitehorse Pioneers is that, you know, it's just another learning lesson. And when they do come up against them, likely later on in the season, there's always things you can learn and they can take the perspective that you don't lose. You either win or you learn. Um, hopefully that will go a long way to helping them come finals. 
Yeah, you know, it's an improvement from their from the first time that these two met the Donvale won by 33 points. Yes, it was 19 points this time, but you know, they'll be pretty happy that that they got a bit closer this time to the Magpies. But yeah, the firepower just a little too strong. Monica Latino, three goals. There's eight goals in the last two three games and Jasmine D'Amato she continues her remarkable season with two goals she's becoming a star very quickly of this competition and yeah but for a white horse perspective they'll take a lot out of this Kiara Knight named best on once more she's had a terrific season for the pioneers uh it's a second best on in three weeks for them and Margaret mm-hmm. Currenshaw kick the two goals, but yeah, they'll be a bit disappointed. And the final result in the premier competitions, Ferntree Gully and the Eastern Devils. And well, it just went from bad to worse for the Eagles. 23, 12, 150, the Devils scored. And Ferntree Gully only kicked three goals, one nineteen. It's That's the second 150 plus score the, the Eagles have conceded in the last three weeks. What's going on down there at Wally 2 Reserve, Will? It's really um, – it's a hard scorecard to read. Um, I mean, I'll touch on um, the Ferntree Gully first. Um, I mean, look, realistically, they are out of finals. It's more a sort of a development thing, I think, helping them going into 2023, obviously, at this point. But um, just really hard to see. I mean, offensively, you really can't be doing that. And I think – they conceded um, six goals or more in three of the four quarters. I think they conceded four goals in the third quarter, but they've conceded um, six or seven goals in every other quarter besides that, which, um, as I said, that's when you're giving them up that consistently, you're never, ever going to be a shot, um, you know, in the games. And that can be quite demoralising for players to rock up to. But, um, look, as I said, I think development's definitely going to be the focus going forward this season for Ferntree Gully. Yeah, an Eastern Devils perspective as well. They had... Quite a lot of goal scorers. Shelley Biggs kicks the six goals, has had a great season. Uh, you know, Ashley Alsop kicks the three. Sophie Bolding also has three. And Chloe Hunt kicks three. It's an impressive, an impressive Eastern Devils side. And they just imposed pretty much their will onto the onto the Vernetry Gully this past weekend. And, well, yeah, it's all about development for them as well. It's hard to argue with that. And, but this, these last three weeks would probably be a little demoralising for the Eagles getting comfortably defeated by that bigger margin. Uh, we'll move along now to Division 1. Roval, the top side, they had the bye this week. And the match that happened on Friday night between Beaconsfield and North Ringwood, well, it was an absolute classic out at Home Park Reserve. Uh, last week, myself, Blake and... And Ryan picked this as, you know, the mat- one of the matches to watch. Uh, and, well, it was really worth watching in the end. Uh, North Ringwood escaped with the win 3-4-22 to 3-1-19. Uh, you know, the Saints, they, they'll be very happy. That's now their third consecutive win. They're definitely hitting form at the right time, Will. Mm, yeah, no, definitely they are. Um, as, as we spoke about earlier, you know, winning this, the close games can go a long way to... Um, getting a position you want heading into finals. And I think um, North Ringwood definitely in the low scoring games. It's um, Obviously, it's always close. Um, and they got away with what was a very low scoring last quarter. They, they kicked one point. Um, Beaconsfield didn't hit the scoreboard in the last, which probably would have hurt. Um, but 
yeah, look, as I said, close games. Um, winning them goes a long way to finals. And um, it also helps the players sort of um, go in with a little bit more confidence in pressure situations, which finals often um, provide uh, when you're heading in. So I think, yeah, all ticks for North Ringwood. Um, and that will now see them third on the ladder, which is prime at this time of season. Yeah, and they're now sitting a game and a half clear of Beaconsfield. You know, they're, I reckon they're in the box seat to to finish in that third position. Beaconsfield now they're half a game ahead of Ringwood and we'll touch on the Redbacks and their victory over Blackburn. I believe the match as well was, was played out at the Jubilee Park top oval out there. And the Redbacks pick up their second win of the season, a, a great result for them. It's pretty dismal for Blackburn. Eleven Once more for them as well, 11-10-76 to to zero to only the one behind it's it's their second win of the season for the Redbacks their first since that since that round three clash against Churnside Park you know Georgia Fairbent eight goals Zoe can't best on these are regular names for for Ringwood who or regular stars for Ringwood and well they just showed up on the day and Georgia Fairbairn that's an impressive feat kicking eight goals mind you not against the, the greatest defense in Blackburn but still an impressive feat yeah still with the kick and um, that's 11 goals in two games now for Georgia Fairbairn uh Fairbairn. so um really good signs for her um that'll give her a lot of confidence going forward and that keeps Ringwood as well um you know a nice little percentage booster actually a very nice one uh in fact and keeps them in touch with the beacons food that we just touched on before they're now only half a game away from that fourth spot. Um, so in touch with, with the top four, um, as for Blackburn, um, I think I've only scored 20 points the whole season. Uh, I've got noted down here, which is a pretty um, pretty hard thing to hear. Um, look, I, I think very similar um, to what we were talking about before. It's just development and sort of I guess, trying to improve, um, you know, getting it forward and getting it into the 50. And, you know, I'm sure they would have had some inside 50 going forward and, just, you know, capitalising on chances when you do. Um, we're, as we've seen with teams, a lot of AFL teams, they don't necessarily have more inside 50s than the teams they're playing against, but they will convert more from their inside 50s. And, um, you know, it, it's small steps um, when, when you're losing um, like they are this season. So, um, yeah, I guess just trying to capitalise on every opportunity you get and, and building from there into the 2023 season. Yeah, and, and look, I, I, I spoke with their coach, Jules Hay, in the pre-season. You know, she was... Mm. She seemed under no illusions that it would be a bit more of a challenge. They they lost a couple of their stars from previous years and last years, going to other clubs and moving along, maybe even to the AFLW. But yeah, it's it's been a hard year for the Burners. It's sad to see how how they're going. You know how much they're struggling this year, given you know how successful they've been in Premier Division, and I'll. I'm hoping that you know they can they can find some form at the back end of the year. They can pick up that one that one win, or just to you know give them confidence for the 2022 season. But unfortunately, from my point of view, and I'm sure plenty plenty pundits might agree with me. Um, you know, it's hard for me to see them getting that win. You know, it's their fifth single-digit score of the year. Their fourth goalless game of the year and yeah like you said well they've only scored the 20 pretty much the 20 points 11 11 of those points coming in their first game against Transite Park as well so it's mm. it, it, it's pretty dismal and, and sad to see as well so I'm hoping they do but 
they have, you know, a bit of hope this week against Turnside Park. We'll touch on that game later, but yeah, it's, mm. it's, they need to come up with something soon, but yeah, it's pretty much just development year for them. The final game between Park Orchards and Turnside Park and well, the Sharks just, they just they piled on another big score as well. 16, 24, 120 kept Churnside Park scoreless. The start of a, a really good day out at Dominique Reserve or, or, or out there. And yeah, they'll be very happy that, you know, Churnside Park, they aren't the best side. They're, they're going through their struggles as well, much like Blackburn. But yeah, this is a very, very impressive win for Park Orchards and just shows why they're the second best team in first division. Yeah, exactly. And they'll be um, just reminding Roeville quietly that they're, they're still there. They're right underneath them on the ladder and, um, you know, making sure that they're well and truly known across the competition. Um, you know, a lot of goal scorers, um, I think they had 10 plus actually, um, you know, across 16 goals. And the fact that they kicked 24 points as well suggests it could have been a whole lot a whole lot worse for Churnside Park. Um, we don't really have any stats on, um, you know, Churnside Park's best players, but um, as for Park Orchards, um, Jasmine Taylor, she was given best on ground, uh, as well as Penny Bowman. I think she was third best with her three goals as well. Um, it, it's, it's really good to see, um, from my perspective, you know, the goals being shared around in such a big win. Um, yeah, it shows versatility. If they're, if they're shuffling their players around, obviously they're a very versatile team. And if, if they are keeping their team the same, um, everyone in that four line is capable of hitting the scoreboard. So I, I think positive signs all around. Um, and, you know, they'll be... Would have liked to walk away with maybe a bigger margin, uh, as I said, with those 24 points compared to those 16 goals. But um, all in all, pretty positive performance for the Sharks. Yeah, and again, this was without their, you know, their star player, Isabella Pollock. I'm, I'm not too sure what's what's happening with her. She might be injured or something like that or might be given a bit of a rest. But, yeah, this is, it, it, you know, they were a, bit, a little reliant on her last year and, well, it's, it just shows that they do have depth and versatility. And, you, yeah, if you're a Park Orchards fan, you'll love the fact that they've got 10 individual goal kickers from, you know, their, from their 16 goals. Yeah, they would have liked it to be more, but it's still very impressive. 120-point margin. We'll move along now to second division. And the match of the round happened out at Knox Gardens Reserve between Knox and Kilsyth. And while I was expecting a little bit of a closer affair, Kilsyth it started to gain some form in recent weeks, but well, Knox just put the pedal to the metal. Uh, comfortable, forty-six point win, seven eight fifty to zero to only the four behind. Uh, our guy Ryan Long and Trent Callan were out there. It was as I mentioned, I believe I mentioned the Deakin University women's match of the round. We've got some notes from Mister Long as well. Uh, you know, Georgia Alexa- Alexander was brilliant up forward, kicked the four goals. Uh, he said that, you know, she did well leading for the ball, used her body well when the ball was to be won. And yeah, Sarah Plumage was also versatile, um, but yeah, for the for Knox and, you know, they were missing players too. And, it sh- and yeah, shows their depth definitely. And yeah, that's an impressive win, if especially their missing players will. Yeah, very, very impressive win. Uh, I think they really just reassured everyone in the competition uh, that they are the team to beat. They're now three games, uh, two and a half games clear of second spot, um, which, you know, that's a pretty comfortable lead. Um, each ring would be in second. Um, as you said, they seem to have a lot of players from all reports that were quite versatile. 
um, which will give the coach a lot of flexibility, a lot of flexibility um, going forward for the rest of the season um, and plenty of options going to finals. Especially as you said, if they are missing players, um, they you would think they're only going to get better from here. So a nice little win against the Kilsyth team that you know we thought had a little bit of momentum going into this game, but that's that's sort of been wiped away from them for now um, and, you know, leaves them sort of bottom of the table. Sorry, not bottom of the table, middle of the table. Um, now sort of fighting it out for the top four a little bit more than they would like. Um, not a great percentage, but they're still in the top four nonetheless. Yeah, and you got notes on, on Killsite as well. You know, they, they had, when they had the win in the second and fourth quarters, they were much better in that quarter. They, you know, they only had one rotation on the bench as well for I think most of the day and they got pretty unlucky with that and you know Felicity Nelligan she continues to be a star for them she was important once more in Ruck and Shane Dowell uh, also you know she had a good game of halfback she's having a really good season we'll move along now to well a result I, I hate to talk about again my Panther girls went went down well, well i know you haven't been around very long but i care very much about surrey park <laughs> well they went down against well a, a much improved east ringwood lineup 2 2 14 to to 7 3 45 uh, well for east ringwood it leapfrog leapfrogs them into second place and they're starting they're there again starting to hit form at the right time a very impressive win and great way to bounce back from you know the disappointment their disappointing loss to the Panthers earlier in the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're now in F2 position. Um, it's quite hard to see, just looking at the draw, it's quite hard to see them drop out of any form of finals contention, um, which is always good to have in the bank at uh, this stage of the season. Um, you know, it was in a pretty even start. It was um, at Surrey Park, actually, your Panthers led at quarter time, seven to six, and then um, were hold um, goalless in the second quarter. And that's where sort of each ring would... Took their advantages, kicked three goals in the second and then another three goals, three in the third. Um, and at that point, it, it was probably quite hard to come back from 28-point deficit. Um, sorry, 26-point. Uh, sorry, 32-point deficit and three-quarter time. Um, the Panthers kept East Ringwood scoreless in the last quarter, which is positive, finishing the game strong. But they themselves didn't really hit the scoreboard uh, much more than one behind. So um, good defences lead to finish off the game, but also not great. Um, sort of themselves and um, I guess trying to wind in that um, deficit in the last quarter to finish the game on a high. Yeah, they'll still be pretty happy, you know. I, I think they'll be still very happy that, you know, they put up a fight against, well, an East Ringwood side, which according to all reports as well, that they were much better than Surrey Park. They got them in the pre it defeated them in the pre-season and Oh, from all report, from all reports, they were looking to be uh, the second best side in Division Two, and oh, they just proved that. And, well, for Surrey Park, it's you know a bit of a, a a lesson for them, a good learning curve these last couple of weeks against some of the top sides, but you know it could make them stronger for the second half of the year. And we'll move along now to well, the feel good story of the week, in my opinion, in second division. Uh, we called it on last week's podcast, Blake, myself and, and Ryan, that this was the week for Montrose to get that first win of the season. And they did just that. They won 5-11-41 to 2-4-16 against, well, a bit of a struggling Heathmont lineup. And, you know, got some notes as well from, from our guy, Blake, of course, a, a beloved man down there at Montrose. And, you know they played pretty consistent foot consistent footy throughout most of the the match and 
I'm sure, you know, Shalette Baker, their coach, will touch on that later when we when we talk with her. And, you know, I saw footage of their, their team song as well on their social media pages after they got that win. It was it was just so awesome to see, you know, pretty much all the senior men's were in there. Our guy, Blake, he was getting up and about after that victory. And it was just such great to see. And it's relief for the Demons. Get that first win on the board and do it in front of the senior men's side too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually called this game um, with Trent. Not this particular game, but these two teams playing against each other probably about a month ago. It was actually a really good game, and there's a lot of talent between um, both teams in Montrose and Heathmont. Um, it's really good to see the SLIC girls. They um, had another good game. Um, they're a pretty important part to this Montrose team, um, and a lot of other girls as well um, sort of just pulling their weight. Uh, particularly Rachel Hardy. She got second best on ground, um, as well as Matilda Wilson rolling out the top three. Um, again, a close, uh, sorry, a close start to the game, and then Montrose really blew the game out of the water in that second quarter, kicking three goals, three. Uh, and at that point, Heathmont probably had their back up against the wall a little too hard to come back from it, um, kicked one goal in the second half. Held Montrose go, uh, scoreless in, in the last quarter, but as we said with the last game, um, they themselves, Heathmont, only scored one point. So it's all well and good to keep you know a, a red-hot team on the day like Montrose scoreless in the last quarter, but unfortunately Heathmont themselves weren't able to hit the scoreboard in uh, how they would have liked. So um, just pros and cons to take away from the game. But as you said, great to see Montrose get their first win of the season on the board. Yeah, it is very similar as well, you know, to Surrey Park East Ringwood. You know, they would have liked to, to finish the game off strongly. Impressive effort to keep Montrose scoreless. But, yeah, it's um, it's a bit disappointing that they only scored the one behind themselves. It could have been a lot worse. Montrose, the 11 behind, 16 scoring shots. But, yeah, they, they, they'll be over the moon, all the demons. They, they deserve this. They've gone close the last couple of weeks against, you know, sides that had been higher above them in Knox and Kilsyth and been really good form and yes this might be the break that they the break you know that breakthrough victory that they need for the second half of the year we'll go now to those two teams sorry sorry to interrupt you I was going to say can you see either of those two teams making finals Montrose or Heathmont it's hard for me games outside the top four it's hard for me to see Heathmont uh I reckon, you know, Montrose are starting to, to get some form. I'm sure, you know, the Montrose folk and, and, and Blake will enjoy me saying this, but, you know, Montrose are one and a half games outside of the top four, the top four, and, you know, that draw might come in handy towards the end of the year. I think, I reckon they can actually, the Demons. They have the side to do it, you know. It's a, it's a really talented side, and, you know, yeah, they face East Ringwood twice towards the end of the year, but they also face Knox and, and you know, Sil Surrey Park and Kilsyth. Well, I hate to say this, but I reckon they're winnable fixtures as well. So I think, mm. I, I reckon they could potentially push for finals. And, well, we'll see what, ha we'll see what happens. I hope they do as well because, yeah, they're, they're a really good side and it's great. To, it's still great to see them get that first win. We'll move along to, to third division now and, out of Coldstream Reserve, well, Mitchum, they made a bit of a statement against the Cougars. Uh, they won 8-6-54 to 3-4-22 out of Coldstream Reserve, out, of, out there. And Kelsey Simmons, she kicks the four goals, the best on ground performance. And, well, this is, 
this is a massive win for Mitchum, you know. Coming into this game, I would have thought it'd be a bit tighter. Yeah, Coldstream had lost a little bit of form, but these two sides were in similar positions, despite the fact Mitchum's coming in as a new side. But, you know, this is, this is a super impressive victory for them, and it goes a long way towards their push for, for finals footy. No, definitely, Josh. As, as we spoke about before, I'm not too aligned with any team in the AFNL um, at the moment, having moved from interstate recently. But I think uh, out of all the female teams, Mitchum was definitely one that's caught my eye. Um, I'd probably align myself with them at the moment. So it's great to see them now um, three and three. They're inside the top four. They have a significant percentage um, gain over Nunna Wadding, who are in fifth, um, same amount of games played. Um, and as you said, it's a big win against the Coldstream side, who we didn't think was that out of form, but um, they've proved it that they can match it with teams um, sitting above them. So that's one step to closer to going towards final. I think the next one's probably really uh, not necessarily winning, but certainly giving Crawford North or East Burwood um, a run for their money in, in future games um, and hopefully give them a good taste of what they might see come finals. And while speaking of the Rams, they're, they're a remarkable start to, you know, this this new side has, has just continued on with an impressive victory over Fair Park, a 63.12315, the Lions scored, and 11-12-78, uh, East Burwood got, and, well, East Burwood, that train just keeps on rolling on. It's remarkable. They're unbeaten to start uh, in the first half of this year. You couldn't have scripted for a better start to, you know, this standalone, well, the first season of this side, Will. No, not at all. Um, as, as you touched on, um, they're undefeated this season. Um, they've got an extremely healthy percentage sitting at just 580, um, if you don't mind. And um, we don't have the best players for East Burwood, but I would have thought Megan Gills would be right up there for her five-goal performance uh, against Fair Park on the weekend. Um, always good to see players kicking bags, and she did just that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, East Burwood, from all reports, were very consistent throughout the game, didn't really give Fair Park much to much of a look um, held goalless, uh, sorry, scoreless in both the second and fourth quarter. So the defence is locking down at crucial times throughout the game and they're able to consistently hit the scoreboard in doing so. Yeah, and, you know, start of the season, I was a bit worried because, you know, it was Sarah Jones and Cecilia Baldassar who were the two leading, go uh, two main women up forward. They, they've they now combined for 39 goals this season. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, they've unearthed some very talented forwards of their own. You know, uh, Holly Booth has kicked six six a couple of weeks ago. Megan Gills now kicks the five. It It's scary how deep this forward line runs. And, you know, this is a very, a very impressive win for Fair Park. Well, it, it's a bit disappointing for them. They've had a bit of a, a struggle this season. You know, they're, they're only sitting sixth due to, you know, Moorbach's struggles. But... Yeah, it's a bit of a disappointing mm. loss for them after, you know, they got close to Nutta Wadding last week and they would have thought potentially they could pull off a bit of, get close to East Burwood, but not, no, East Burwood said, no way, they're, we're just, we're just going to continue that hot streak of ours and they did just that. Uh, it's it's mm. so great to see them do so well. The final match we'll touch on, Nutta Wadding and Croydon North Emlock out of Kroonung Reserve and, well, the Kangarams just blew the Lions out of the out of the water. It was the start of a, a perfect day for the Kangarams in the end out there at Kunung Reserve against the Lions. 
16, 13, 109 to 2, 5, 17. And, well, April Jeeves and, and Gabriel Zapier, they're, they're such a lethal forward duo, Will. That's another five goals each for them, 10 of the Kangaroos, 16 goals. Like Sarah Jones and Cecilia Baldassar, when, when they're playing together, you just can't stop them. No, it certainly seems that way. I mean, they're clearly um, one of the standout tall, uh, duos in the forward line um, across not just um, the Div 3, but the whole of um, female footy across um, the EFNL. Um, yeah, as you said, they've been kicking bags. Um, Zappi has kicked 5, 7 and 4 in the last three weeks. And for G5, 6 and 1, um, you know, when you, you're consistently kicking as many goals as they are each week, there is absolutely no reason why they shouldn't win the premiership. And they're, they're clearly right on the tails of um, East Burwood, who's just a game ahead of them in top spot. Um, they've been scoring pretty consistently and pretty evenly throughout the season. Um, and to do it to Nunna Wadding is great for their percentage. And I mean, Nunna Wadding, they've won three of their games this year. They've gone 50-50. They're hardly a team to sneeze at. So it was clearly a, a very good performance out at Kunung Reserve. And, yeah, well, it was really set up in the second quarter. Yeah, they just kept building mm. that lead, but 46 to nothing in that second term. That's a, a very impressive one at that. They'll, you know, Nana Wadding will be disappointed. They let slip seven goals in that term, but, yeah, they'll still take a bit out of this result. And it's, yeah, they're, they're no easy team to beat. And this, well, they've gone comfortably defeated by the two top sides in East Build and Quinn North Emlock this season, none of wadding. But, you know, this is very, it's a bit more promising, you know, that it's it's not as big as, you know, I believe the last time they faced, well, top two side in East Build. But, yeah, it, it just pushes them, well, Thankfully, thanks to, you know, Croyden's uh, cold streams lost, it, it keeps them, you know, still in that finals conversation. They're only um, out of the top four due to a pretty poor percentage of 43, 43%. But, yeah, it's um, a very, you know, a very impressive win for the Kangaroos. Definitely stamped their authority as to why they're second. And it was Moorbuck who had the bye this week. They'll get a two-week break, which I'm sure they'll enjoy. We'll move along now to... To fourth division and well there were a couple of well one surprising result in fact the couple went as expected uh south Croydon red they were defeated by the eastern devils black the what and eight eight fifty six to two six eighteen uh you know well it just uh, coming into this game i would have thought south Croydon red would be the favorites given you know they started the season a little bit stronger but you know, Eastern Devils, they, they're just, their depth was shown and it was, um, it's a very impressive, win, a very impressive win, puts them right back in the conversation to, you know, potentially get even a premiership in fourth division. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the first thing to note was definitely the performance of Kelsey Reid kicking four um, on the weekend. Um, obviously a very big game for the Eastern Devils and she was able to stand up in a pretty, Pretty big game in that, so um, definitely accolades for her performance. Um, it's it's a really tight top four in, in Div 4. Um, you know, there's not really many points at all separating the four teams in Vermont Gold, South Court and Red, the Basin Green and the Eastern Devils, um, Black. So, um, you know, you've got to take all the wins you can get against the teams that are sort of in and around your position. Um, and, yeah, Eastern Devils were able to do that on the weekend. And speaking of the Basin, they... 
you know, they continued on their merry way against uh, Baronia. It could have been a lot more. 721-63 to, to 139. Uh, do you reckon, well, they'll be a little disappointed that, you know, they they didn't pick up a much bigger win due to their inaccuracy in front of goal? Definitely. I mean, I can only say it on face value, you know, having not seen um, the Basin Green play before and did four, but I think... Um, Looking at any scorecard, seven goals, 21 is pretty pretty grim. They definitely picked it up in the last quarter, kicking three goals, one. But um, at three-quarter time, you're looking at a scorecard that reads four goals, 20. Um, there isn't – I know conditions haven't been great the last couple of weeks, but there really isn't too much excuse um, for kicking that inaccurately. So, um, you know, look, they got the win uh, against the Baronia Gold side, which has been struggling all season, um, just the 25 points for them so far. But – um, even so, you got you got to be capitalising on the scorecard, and um, yeah, I'm I'm, tell, I'm saying you know what everyone else already knows. I'm just um, sort of certainly repeating it's not nothing new, but you got you got to be kicking better than seven goals twenty one. Yeah, and well, you know, it could have been based off the Baronius pressure, or you know, it could have bottled some pretty easy chances. But yeah, bad kicking is bad footy. They get the win, but still a bit bad footy, and well. You know, they'll still take a bit out of this Baronia. It shows that, you know, they can, they're not the strongest side, but it shows they can restrict sides a little bit. And, you know, they might have caused a bit of pressure, but yeah, it's, they will still be disappointed, but four points is a win to win. And, you know, they'll take that. And Vermont Gold as well, they picked up a very impressive win over SBL Wolves Teal. They just continue on their hot streak to start the season. Uh, 7-11-53, it's a 2-2-14. And, yeah, they just, yeah, like I said, they just continue on their merry way, sit, you know, comfortable, a game ahead on the top of the table, 3.3% on top of the table. Well, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, sitting a little, little more comfortably up there, um, having won five of their six games. Um, obviously, that looks has them looking extremely good for finals and um, obviously a top two spot um, is, there, is there for the taking, for sure. Um, as for the SBO Wolves, Teal, that's, um, that, that puts a line through them for finals, I think. They just haven't been scoring enough points this season. Um, obviously, came up against a very good team in Vermont, but um, yeah, they're now three games outside, sorry, three wins outside the top four and have played an extra game. Um, then the Eastern Devils Black in fourth spot, so... Um, that's their 2022 season done um, past the end of the fixture, um, heading into finals. But, um, you know, they, they could definitely have some takeaways um, going forward. It's, uh, yeah, no, promising for Vermont. And, um, yeah, you'd uh, look to just keep developing, as we've said throughout the podcast, um, for the Wolves until the rest of this season. Yeah, and, you know, they'll still take a bit out of this result. I think they might have played each other earlier in the year. And, uh, well, Vermont got a comfortable 71-point win there. They did, and, well, you know, the margins dropped here to, to only the 30, well, 39 points, so a bit out of this result for the Wolves, but, yeah, it's just about development, as we'll continue to say on this podcast. It's just about development for the rest of the season. But now we'll move along to our chat with the Montrose senior women's coach, Shalette Baker. Here she is. Well, joining us on Deakin University Female Footy Focus is Montrose Senior Women's Coach Shalette Baker. After the Montrose women picked up their first win of the 2022 season against Heathmont on their home deck, Shalette, welcome to Female Footy Focus. Uh, 
off the bat, congrats on the win, first, your first win on the weekend. Oh, thanks so much, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, we're, we're wrapped to have, have one finally on the board. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've had a draw with East Ringwood and now to have that and taking us seven rounds to be able to um, play at home with our men around as well. So to have that and to have all of them come down into the rooms and sing the song with us was um, a really good feeling, actually. Yeah, and I've seen on your social page as well, you know, it was it was a pretty great atmosphere in the rooms after the game, singing the song. That must have just put a smile on your face, singing the song with the with pretty much most of the men's side in the rooms afterwards. Oh, absolutely. It was um, a little bit overwhelming, actually, with so many people in there, um, because we've had all of our games so far have been away or standalone at home. So um, as much as we would have loved to have a first win somewhere else along the line, to have it in front of all of them was, was yeah, a really good feeling. And all the women were really just pumped up after that. So, um, yeah, no, really happy with that. And, you know, um, the last couple of weeks as well, you've gone close only lost by two goals against top of the table Knox and went down by 10 points against Kilsyth. Did you think, you know, heading into the game, did you think that the first win would come or did you think the win would come sooner rather than later? Oh, obviously, I think um, pre-season, we, we know collectively we've probably got a stronger team than what it was last year, but I think it was a bit of a reality check up against Knox in the first round. So uh, I think collectively the entire competition, Division 2, has risen a little bit to the occasion. So, um, yeah, I think we had expectations to have had a win prior to this one. So we know we're up against it now to be able to make finals um, before the end of the season. But I think this, this win has definitely given us a belief. But going through the rounds, we're... It's been competitive, and that that was the first sort of sort of goal we had. And um, I think now this gives us a belief that we could probably, if we just played four quarters, I think that consistency over the four quarters. Um, I think if we can do that week in week out, now we give ourselves a much better chance to have a win um, going forward. And yeah, so I think collectively all the girls have risen. It hasn't just been a few players. It's um, I think all of them are stepping up and we're finding a really good balance between, you know, mid, back and forward now. And, you know, is there, you know, any players that have stood out in your eyes? I know you said, you know, most of the team has stepped up, but is there any particular players or player that has stepped up in your eyes this season from last season? Um, look, we've, we've had the addition of Rachel Hardy, which has really given um, Ellie Carroll, who's, who's consistently been the ruck even since juniors, uh, a bit of a break and a bit of um, just someone else to be able to take the load. And Rachel's just a really, you know, over six foot, very agile, can play as a, as a midfielder as well. So that that's really helped out in the midfield. Um, the Eslick sisters, Shay and Kayla, are just having a wonderful season, just really consistent for us. And, um, and Kelly Wilson also in the midfield. Uh, they haven't had much of a break, so, so um, I think with every every team this year, it's that inconsistency with fitness and stuff mm. to have a full team each week is, is a real struggle, I think. Yeah, it, it 
both it's a struggle definitely for both the men's and the women's competition. Uh, and you know, for the second half of this year, you've now picked up that first win, as I said, after getting so close to a couple of weeks before. What will, what's the objective for the final seven rounds of the season? Is it to, you know, potentially push for finals? It would be a bit of a trek, but not impossible, but would it be, but what would be that main objective for the second half of this year? Well, I think I think we all collectively think that we, if we play our best football, we could beat any of these teams. Um, and I think the the competition is pretty even given everyone's day. So um, no, I think we're definitely going to be pushing for finals. We know we're only a, a couple of games out of a win, and um, so that's our objective. The other objective is just to be able to be competitive each week, which I think besides round one we have been. So. Um, I think having the, the the long weekend and stuff off is probably just after our win, probably not the best, but um, we know that we've just got to keep pushing for the one after, and then I know we've got another break not long after that either. So um, I think I think there's a lot of teams that need that break because it's, it's been a hard slog for the first seven rounds. And, you know, looking ahead, like you said, you've got Queen's birthday by this this coming weekend and you know the week after you face you go back to where you picked up your first two points of the season east ringwood reserve to face well a high-flying east ringwood side and out sitting second uh do you, do you head into that game you know thinking that you can get the win or will it be a bit more of a challenge this time around given you know east ringwood that have won three of their last four and and they're currently sitting second on the table well, I think we matched up with them very well last time. So we, yeah, and I saw that they, they knocked off Surrey Park over the weekend. So um, it does push them up into second and I've been keeping a bit of an eye on them. Um, I think that draw absolutely gives us belief that we can can um, win. And, and I think having the support of our whole club there at the same on the same day, um, I think we're really looking forward to to um to that game so i think we can push for it definitely and yeah it will be a great day out at east ringwood reserve like you, yeah the the men's side are playing there as well so it should be an absolute ripper contest well Shalette, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on female footy focus this week good luck enjoy the queen's birthday break and good luck as well for the rest of the season hopefully you girls will be there come finals time excellent thanks so much josh that was Shalette Baker once more, the Montrose senior women's coach. It's great to see them up and about after this victory. And, you know, they said that they could potentially push for finals. And like I said in this podcast, I, I do agree that I think they can. But, yeah, let's, let's see if they can make that final push for the rest of the season. We'll move along now to what I like to call our look-ahead segment female footy focus uh well we don't have any games this weekend we're not going to do a podcast next week next week as i'll mention that again later on due to no action on queen's birthday weekend in the women's competition but we will touch on the games that are happening next saturday in round eight across all competitions in premier a and Premier Division in general. We'll go to Premier A first. SBL Wolves and Whitehorse Pioneers face off against each other out of Belgrave South Recreation Reserve. An interesting matchup between well, one of the strugglers in Premier A and 
one of the top sides in Premier B. I reckon Whitehorse will be looking to, to grab a scalp here. Vermont and Mount Evelyn will play each other out at Vermont Recreation Reserve. That will also be a 10.40 out there. And the Eastern Devils and South Croydon will play each other out at out at Mulgrave Reserve. That first bounce out there will be at 12.30. That'll be a double header with their reserve sides. Uh, Eastern Devils Black and South Croydon Red will face off against each other at 10.40 out there. In Premier B, Domval and the Basin face off against each other out at Domval Reserve. And Baronia and Ferntree Gully, you know, two of the strugglers in pre Premier Division face off against each other out at Tormor Reserve. Both those matches will kick off at 10.40. Uh, the Domval and the Basin one, that's a very interesting one. That's a very mm. interesting one. First versus third. Um, well, any fixture there that stands out to you in Premier A or Premier B? Uh, I think the one that you just touched on, Donvale versus the Basin um, in Premier B, that's, um, you know, first and third, sitting on the same amount of wins um, offensively have been very similar. Donvale just conceded a few more goals and points this season. Um, I think that's probably uh, my one to watch in Premier B. And then flipping back to Premier A, um, the main division, I think Vermont and uh, Mount Evelyn, they're probably, um, that's probably the matchup that I'll be uh, keeping tabs on the most, I would say. What about yourself, Josh? Uh, I reckon SBL Wolves and, and My Horse Pioneers is a, a very interesting one. You know, the the Wolves have had their struggles and My Horse will, will head into this game thinking they can pick up a scalp here. You know, they, they've they been mm. bullish on their chances this year. Yeah, they're coming off a loss, but they've been bullish and it's fair enough. They've only picked up a couple of losses this year and I think they'll be confident they can pick up the win out here against against the struggling Wolves side. The Wolves will put up a bit of a fight, but yeah, that's a very interesting one. The two games you mentioned, that would potentially be interesting. Baronia and Ferntree Gully, it's a bit of a chance for Ferntree Gully to pick up that first win. I'm not too sure Ryan Long will enjoy those words, um, but for Baronia, it's a chance to, to get that third win um, and, you know, just push a step fur further away from uh, from Ferntree Gully and lock up that final, uh, final spot, which you would assume would be theirs. Moving along to first division, it's Ringwood, the Redbacks, who have, I believe, their, yes, their second by the 2022 season. Out of Dominey Reserve, Park Orchards and Beaconsfield, second versus fourth out there at, at well, Shark Tank. 10.40 will be the kickoff out there. Roval and North Ringwood will play off with each other out at Seabeck Oval, first versus third. So both all top four sides facing off against each other and the bottom two facing off against each other in Churnside Park and Blackburn out of Kimberley Reserve. That will be also a double header with the veterans women's side out of Kimberley and that first game will kick off at around 12.30. Will, any fixture there that, you know, particularly stands out to you? Uh, I like to see teams keep testing Roeville. Obviously, they've been undefeated so far this season. So I'll be interested to see uh, more from Roeville's perspective. Can they just keep up this form all season heading into finals? Or um, can a team like North Ringwood, you know, uh, bring bring their A game and, and really give them a run for their money? Um, so I think from that perspective, that's probably what I'll be interested to see the most. Um, will Roeville drop a game? Could it be this week? No. Oh. It's hard for me to see them drop a game, but yeah, this could potentially be the week. You know, they comfortably defeated Park Orchard, who are clearly the second best team. But um, yeah, I think this is a chance. This could be a bit of a chance for North Ringwood to pick up a scalp there, hitting form and 
this would make them, you know, potentially the second best side turns. I park and Blackburn. I think that will be a very close contest t- chance for Blackburn to get that first victory on the board and get revenge for, you know, their first fixture, first fixture in round one this year. Uh, second division and out at East Ringwood Reserve, a very juicy matchup in my opinion between East Ringwood and Montrose, second versus fifth. But you know, Montrose on the improve and. Out at HE Parker Reserve, Heathmont and Kilsyth will face off against each other. And first versus third, or third versus first out of the Panther Pit at Surrey Park. And the Panthers will face off against Knox. They'll be looking to put up a bit of a challenge there. The side that's gotten closest to them this year, and that was out at Knox Gardens Reserve. So, you know, they might still be looking to pick up a scalp, but that is a very, a very interesting matchup, in my opinion, out at the Surrey Park. That's... Of course, that's going to be my game to watch. I reckon East Ringwood mm-hmm. Montrose will be a very good game to watch. Will, what about you? I will be uh, taking an eye on the a game at HE Parker Reserve between Heathmont and Kilsyth, I think. Um, look, Kilsyth, they are a couple of games through. Heathmont, Heathmont sitting at the bottom of the ladder. But um, again, I keep speaking about from an offense and defense perspective. Um, they've conceded relatively similar scores and um, you know, been kicking away um, around basically the same all year. So, you know, on that face value from that angle, um, it could be closer than just looking at the ladder position. So Kilsyth and Heathmont will be mine to watch. And moving along now to third division, uh, fourth place, well, fifth place, I beg your pardon, Nutter Wadding will have the bye this week. Coldstream and East Burwood will face off against each other out of Coldstream Reserve. That was the first bounce time at at 10.40, Coin North Emlock and Fair Park at Hughes Park. I can confirm that match will be the Deakin University women's match of the round. So next Saturday, if you're not doing too much on your Saturday morning, tune in on the EFNL Facebook and YouTube page to to watch the Kangaroos potentially flex their muscles against the struggling Fair Park lineup at 10.40 on their home deck. And the final match, Moorbark and Mitcham, Added Heights Reserve, two of the new sides, their second meeting ever against each other. And well, it's a very that will be at Heights Reserve and have a first bounce time at 4.45 after the senior men's side face off against each other in the EFNL match of the day. So if you're around Moorbark, the Heights Reserve area, get down and, and support the the Mustangs this for you know, potentially big game in their season out there. They'll be looking to show once more signs of improvement following, you know, a bit of a tight loss against Coldstream. Well, not last week, but the week before. Will, any fixture there that stands out to you? I'll be backing my Mitchum girls to rock it up to third position, Josh. Um, all things being equal, um, Coldstream have a really difficult matchup against the undefeated East Burwood. So, I'm backing Mitchum to beat uh, Marula Bark, um, and that'll see them overtake Coldstream in third spot and get there themselves. So, um, yeah, keen to see them hopefully get the win and move up the ladder. Yeah. I'll, of course, be keeping my eye on the match of the round, Croydon North, Emlock and Fair Park. I, I've got a, a slightly bad feeling, but I think, you know, hopefully it's close. I'm hoping it is close, but, you know, Croydon North, I reckon it's a chance to flex their muscles once more. Coldstream, East Bird, well, it's out of date Coldstream Reserve, but I think East Burwood, they'll just be too strong. And yeah, Mitchum, I'm expecting them to get the win. And in fourth division, as I touched on before, Eastern Devils Black and South Croydon Red will face each other at Mulgrave Reserve. Uh, out at Livingston Primary School, Vermont Gold and the Basin Green will play off against each other. You know, it's a great 
ground down there at Livingston Primary School, just behind the Sport Link of Vermont South. They were scheduled to play a game there a couple of weeks ago, but that was unfortunately washed out to, to I believe, South Croyne Red and their shortage of numbers. And if you're down around that Ver, Vermont South and you know Livingston Primary School area, get down to get down there and support the the Vermont and the Basin Reserves and Baronia Gold and SBL Wolves Teal the. The two bottom sides will face off against each other out of Tormor Reserve. That has an early kickoff of 8.50 out there. That will also be a double header with Baronia and Ferntree Gully. So two struggling sides or four struggling sides facing off against each other out at Tormor Reserve on the day. Uh, well, any fixture there that stands out to you? I think Vermont uh, Gold versus the Basin Green. Um, I am tipping an upset. I reckon the Basin Green get up. Um, been very, very good in front of goal all year um, and taking a lot of their chances. So I'll be tipping them to, uh, yeah, go up most very likely go up the ladder um, with a win over them down at um, down at Livingston Primary School, as you said. Yeah, I, I think Vermont will just be a little too strong. I won't be surprised at the Basin win, but yeah, that's a very interesting matchup. I think Eastern Devils, South Croydon Red, Eastern Devils Black, that will be a very good matchup before their senior women's senior women's side face off against each other. I reckon that could potentially be a tight affair. Baronia Golden, Despia Wolves, Teal. You know these games. All three games have potential to, to shake up. You know the the ladder in in fourth division this year this week. So three very interesting matchups. Well. That does us for this edition of Female Footy Focus presented to you by Deakin University. Will, it's been great chatting all things women's footy with you once more in the eastern suburbs. Uh, again, I'm sure we'll be seeing you once more in your dulcet, and your dulcet tones once more in the future in you know, the Eastland match of the round or maybe back on Female Footy Focus. But great to have you on this week, mate. No, thank you, Josh. As I said, it's been a pleasure. It's uh, always good talking to you and, um, yeah, getting around the results. Uh, there's never a shortage of things to talk about. So always good to sit down and have a chat about it. Definitely. And well, next week, as I said earlier, we definitely can confirm there won't be an edition of Female Footy Focus due to the mid-season buy slash Queen's birthday weekend. However, once more, there will be mid-season reviews on all divisions in the next week and a bit. So so keep an eye on those. They'll be covering all... F- all six, well, all six competitions from Premier A to Fourth Division. And don't forget as well, if you want to keep up to date to the latest episodes of all the EFNL podcasts, such as this one, Female Footy Focus, the Weekend Forecast, and the Monday Recovery, you can subscribe to the EFNL Podcast Presents page on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. But for now, thank you for tuning in to edition number seven of Female Footy Focus.